Newsbreak. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A major review of sexual offences laws suggests replacing the crime of rape with a new broader definition. A former top economist for a state-owned bank says censorship is spreading in the finance industry here. And a lobby group has a novel idea for cutting waiting times in the, at the ladies' room. But women will have to take a stand. The Law Reform Commission has proposed to make huge changes to sexual offences legislation, including equalising the age of consent at 16, abolishing several homosexuality-specific crimes, and ending the use of the term rape. Under the proposal, rape would be replaced by a new offence of sexual penetration without consent, which would have a much broader definition. Senior counsel Peter Duncan, who chaired the review, said changing the terminology wasn't just about minimising the stigma on victims. We believe that the emphasis now should be on a, a much wider form of invasion of a person's sexual autonomy, whether they be male or whether they be female. And any act of penetration, we think, of the vagina or the anus or penile penetration of the mouth should be firmly legislated against. The Commission also proposed creating a new offence of sexual grooming to protect children from paedophiles who try to build a relationship with a potential victim before assaulting them. Mr. Mr. Duncan says this would enable the police to step in before abuse takes place. We don't want the authorities to be in a position to know that uh, a person is preparing the way for abuse without the authorities being able to do something about it. So if there is a complaint, for example, from a parent or, or a teacher that a child is being groomed by another person and it's apparent that the intention of that person is to have sexual activity with the, uh, with the child, then we think that should be an offence in itself. A former chief economist at the state-owned Bank of Communications has warned of increasing censorship in the finance industry. Lo Ka-chung says this was one reason why he resigned in October after 14 years with the bank. He says many in the industry are also experiencing what he describes as a lack of freedom in presenting impartial economic and financial views. Mr Law says the censorship started after the 2014 Occupy protests and he expects it to worsen and spread to other industries. 2014, the Occupy Central, after that, uh, we did see some kind of uh, censorship, at least in Chinese banks. But this wrong. I do see the whole industry is getting kind of censorship and this kind of problem is going to widespread to different kind of industries. This can have a very long-lasting effect, especially to the industries of media, to research, to analysts in the commercial sector, as well as any other who are going to talk in the public. A lobby group has made a suggestion that it says will bring relief to women facing long waits for the bathroom in public places. The Hong Kong Toilet Association is proposing that the government and operators of shopping malls install urinals in ladies' rooms. It follows a critical report by the Audit Commission, which found that the administration was failing to provide enough public bathroom stalls for women. The association's vice president, Henry Hung, says urinals take up less space and are much quicker to use, and women will soon get used to them. Save at least half of the area, like uh, your, uh, ordinary cubicles, and the time-wise, it save almost half. Uh, for a lady going to the toilet, it takes about three to five minutes. 
for urinal, maybe only two minutes. If we have such a kind of facilities, and later they will try. Once they try, I think they, they, they find there's no problem, and then they are more than happy to use it. The Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Cheung says the government should commission an independent study into the long-term side effects of tear gas. He expressed concern about its effect on the elderly and those with chronic health conditions. Yesterday, a government official said using barbecues caused more toxins than tear gas. Mr Jung, who used to represent the social welfare sector in Lejko, told RGHK it was unfortunate that government officials representing the health and welfare sectors merely repeated the government's stance. In a public health concern, or from that perspective, you would expect the government officials to look into the matter and at least find out exactly what happened. And then using those results to suggest or advise the behaviors of the public and also put restraints to the police behavior. Unfortunately, we're not looking at that. They're just talking from a political correctness perspective. The Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam is calling for an end to the practice of district councillors allowing other people to cast their votes in meetings. Mr Tam says most voters don't think proxy voting should be allowed. A number of newly elected members have been giving their views on reforms of the councils following the landslide win by pan-democrats. Mr Tam suggests building a consensus around the ideas put forward by the pro-democracy camp once the 18 councils elect their chairs and vice-chairs. I think it's important we throw you know all these ideas out, and of course you know we can combine and discuss and come up with a unified uh, uh, regulations you know for all the district council to follow. And uh, hopefully you know before uh, January, then uh, we should have you know uh, some consensus of you know who will be the um, the chairman and vice chairman, and maybe there will be a stronger platform for them to uh, sit together and to discuss all that. Firemen have put out a hillside blaze in Thailand that had been burning for 27 hours. It started at around 5pm yesterday near Kamcheng Road MTR station, far from residential areas. The fire line stretched for 600 metres before the blaze was extinguished at 8 o'clock this morning. The mainland telecoms giant Huawei has launched a legal challenge against a decision by US regulators to classify it as a national security threat. Huawei says there was no evidence to support the ruling last month by the Federal Communications Commission. From Shanghai, here's the BBC's Robin Brunt. This is the second legal challenge this year by a company that's trying to fight back. Huawei has asked the US Court of Appeal to overturn a decision that stops mobile firms in rural parts of America using money from a government fund to help buy infrastructure kit. It follows similar legal action launched in May, challenging a decision to ban U.S. government agencies from buying Huawei equipment. Huawei has a leading role in manufacturing and selling key kit for next-generation 5G infrastructure. The latest stage of the impeachment hearings into Donald Trump has underlined the depth of the partisan divide in the United States Congress. A day of hearings by the House Judiciary Committee ended with its Democratic chairman describing the evidence against the president as obvious and overwhelming. Three constitutional experts called by the Democrats said Mr Trump's actions clearly met the definition of impeachable offences. They include Professor Noah Feldman of Harvard Law School. President Trump has abused his office by corruptly soliciting President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine to announce investigations of his political rivals 
in order to gain personal advantage, including in the 2020 presidential election. But a law professor selected by Republicans, Jonathan Turley, disagreed. He said the case was based on a paucity of evidence and an abundance of anger. I get it. You're mad. The president's mad. My Republican friends are mad. My Democratic friends are mad. So we're all mad. Where has that taken us? Will a slipshod impeachment make us less mad? Will it only invite an invitation for the madness to follow every future administration? France is facing days of disruption as a nationwide strike begins by transport workers, teachers and others. Many rail services and flights have been cancelled. Unions have called the action in protest at government plans to overhaul pensions. Here's the BBC's Lucy Williamson. This could be a dangerous moment for Emmanuel Macron. On one hand, the government is once again facing a traditional protest led by unions and has union leaders to negotiate with. A rare pleasure after battling the leaderless Gilets Jaunes social movement earlier this year. But there's a danger this protest could spiral into a more general expression of discontent over Mr Macron's vision for France, with unions struggling to control public anger. Several groups of Gilets Jaunes protesters have said they'll be joining the demonstrations. Research on remote islands in the Indian Ocean and the Pacific has found that vast numbers of hermit crabs have been killed by plastic debris. Here's the BBC's Grant Ferret. Without shells of their own, hermit crabs seek refuge elsewhere, sometimes ending up in discarded plastic bottles. If the container is at a certain angle, the crabs can get in but can't get out again. The problem is compounded when the decaying remains of the creature send a signal to other hermit crabs that their home has become available. In one bottle alone, 500 dead crabs were discovered. The researchers from the University of Tasmania, the Natural History Museum in London and the Anti-Plastic Pollution Two Hands Project say such losses on a global scale could undermine the ecosystem of tropical areas. Astronomers have detected a distant planet the size of Neptune orbiting a tiny star the size of Earth. The researchers said their discovery was the first evidence of a planet that had survived the violent process which occurs when stars run out of fuel. The hidden icy world was revealed close to the dying star, which is known as a white dwarf. Dr Christopher Manser is from the team at the University of Warwick that made the discovery. The white dwarf that we're looking at is going to be producing a lot more UV radiation than the sun. And then not even just the radiation, the gravitational forces are very large. If a body gets too close to a white dwarf, like an asteroid, the gravity is so strong that the asteroid will be ripped apart. Instagram has announced it will require new users to enter their date of birth before they open an account. The photo sharing app, which doesn't allow those under 13 to join, said the measure was part of its efforts to keep young people safe. But there's no indication that it's introducing any means of checking that children are being truthful about their age. Markets a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,157. That's 101 points up on the previous close. Turnover, $35 billion. Currencies, the US dollar trades at 108.85 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 26 cents. To sport now, here's Atom Jung.
We start with a busy night of football in the English Premier League, where the leaders Liverpool have won the Merseyside Derby, beating Everton 5-2. Liverpool topped the table by eight points over Leicester, who moved to second after beating Watford 2-0. And there was victory for Manchester United. Marcus Rashford scored both of their goals in a 2-1 win against Tottenham. The BBC's James Gregg rounds up the action, starting with defeat for Jose Mourinho on his return to Old Trafford. Yeah, Jose Mourinho was the returning one tonight, but it wasn't a happy return to Old Trafford for the Tottenham manager as he suffered his first defeat since taking over as their manager. The result sees his former club move back into the top six in the Premier League while Tottenham dropped down to eighth. Marcus Rashford rolled in a second-half penalty to register his second goal of the game and his ninth goal in his last ten appearances for the club, either side of a Deli Alley goal for the visitors. Elsewhere, Jamie Vardy and James Madison scored as Leicester beat bottom club Watford to climb back to second in the Premier League. That game finished 2-0. But they're still eight points behind leaders Liverpool, who in the later kickoff in tonight's round of matches beat local rivals Everton at Anfield by five goals to two. Divock Origi on the score sheet twice in a result that will now heap a lot more pressure on the Toffees manager Marco Silva. There are also wins this evening for Chelsea, Southampton and Wolves, who breezed past Aston Villa, Norwich and West Ham respectively. The world heavyweight boxing champion Andy Ruiz Jr. has played down talk of being the underdog for his rematch with Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia on Saturday. Ruiz holds the WBA, WBO and IBF belts after his shock win over Joshua in June, which came after he took the fight on short notice. Hasim Rackman caused an upset of his own when he beat Lennox Lewis in 2001 to win the Unified Heavyweight Championship. Lewis got his revenge and regained the title, but Rackman thinks Ruiz will fare better in his rematch. The weight loss with, with uh, Anthony, I'm, I just didn't see him with that much fat to be able to lose. So I, I believe he may have lost too much muscle. He could still possibly win a decision if he if he executes perfect. If he uh, uses distance, stay away, stay away, and don't let Andy hit him at all. Because if Andy hit him, Andy going to finish him. In Rugby Union, the British and Irish Lions are set to play in front of a record crowd of almost 90,000 when they face the world champion South Africa in the first test of their 2021 tour. The match will take place at Soccer City in Johannesburg, which hosted the 2010 Football World Cup Final. The second test will take place at Cape Town Stadium, with the third at Ellis Park. The Lions will play eight games on the tour. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. A review of sexual offences laws suggests replacing the crime of rape with a new broader definition. A former top economist for a state-owned bank says censorship is spreading in the finance industry. And the lobby group has a novel idea for cutting waiting times in the ladies' room if women are prepared to take a stand. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Usmani. My thanks to Phil on the morning brew. Great program. He needs to rest. He's got a really bad cold. And the theme for the show today is thrills. I'm talking about the daring activities and adventures that you'll get your heart pumping. And my guest after 1.30 today is Enrique Ferreira, a real action man. He'll be on the line to give me the lowdown and the high down about the thrilling skywalk and bungee jump from the Macau Tower. Yeah, I've done it a few times. Like, you know, if you fancy taking the leap, then this amazing experience will be auctioned off on the 10th of December on the RTHK's Money Talk Christmas Day Out Auction. Way! Thanks to AJ Hackett in Macau. So keep listening if you need more information on what it entails, because maybe it's just about mustering us a little bit of the courage. Well, Enrique will tell me all about it. So make sure you find out too because you could actually do something really good too because it's all for Operation Santa Claus so whatever you donate for it that money will go to Operation Santa Claus plus I'll be looking into some of the daring places and things that people do around the world to get their kicks and to get that adrenaline pumping now are you excited 